0: last week and if we're going to talk about this what we're going to pick for survivor and people have been asking me about this actually there's no reason not to record it i'm a little shaky on this i I said the giants earlier uh, and i'm having second thoughts and i'll I'll give the rundown first off before we even get into it okay we're talking about survivor this week you and i have used up the packers and now it's not there's no more of that uh rebuy so you got to get this right or we're done right it's 70k I I basically spent the 70k because i assume we're going to win but you spent my side of it too yeah, I spent your side too. You know, yeah, just, by the way,
1: we didn't just use the Packers. We used the Broncos, Packers, and Bengals. Uh, and wh- the Denver we used in week one, and I had to buy back. You know, real man buys back. Or wait, real man buys back. Yeah. Right. So those three teams are out for context. The Packers are like, the, they're, they're. I'm looking at this right now, and I can pull this
0: up for one second. Look at this. I got deft at this uh, video stuff. Packers are 51% used, which is actually not that high given the disparity in the spread between the Packers and the next highest team, which is the Eagles. So if you know, the Packers are probably 75, 77% per Vegas, I haven't run the numbers. And then the Eagles would be 70%, which would mean the Eagles would have like a, I'm know, surprised, th- a 30% bigger chance of losing than the Packers. Right. Because say if the Packers have a, you know, a 23% chance to lose and, and the Eagles have a 30% chance to lose 30 is like 30% higher-ish than 23. Yeah. And then if you look at on the other side, like if 50 people, 51 out of your 100 are on the Packers, that means there's 49 left, say another 10 or 15 drop out on other teams, two-thirds of your pool is gone. And if you were to use the Eagles, which are only, I'm looking, 12% and another 10 or 15, you know, you're talking about 75% of your pool is left. So the payout um, for fading the Packers... It's, it's pretty big. It's pretty yeah. big. Like you would take the Eagles over them per Vegas.
1: You, you we would use the Eagles if we we're just going Vegas. Right. But I, I don't think that spread should be six and a half. I don't know. What you do Yeah. Neither okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So I know I usually check what you make your lines. I know you put that article out on real man sports, but that line probably, and again, we could be totally like buying into this Jaguars thing that isn't real. We'll find out this weekend. This is like the perfect time for these two teams to meet, but I, like a field goal field, four points, four would yeah, be a problem. Yeah, I
0: think I made like three and a half, four also. Yeah. I, I don't have it at six and a half. And right. so I, I'm not really interested in the Eagles. And, you yeah. know, the 12 and a half doesn't matter. Once you're below 15, consider it zero, the pot odds right. don't apply. So a lot of people be, you know, some people can pivot to the Eagles. I don't Chargers. really like, I don't like the Chargers yeah. in Houston. First of all, they lost to Houston last year mm. uh, when they needed the game. Second of all, is Herbert a hundred percent? I'm not sure. Third of all, no Rashawn Slater out for the year. No Joey Bosa. They're they're two best non-quarterback players. Keenan Allen
1: power. is is a factor. I mean, I right. you know it's a receiver, but he's he's a re- reliable target to get first downs, keep the chains moving.
0: Right. Well, you're missing literally the two best non-quarterbacks on your team. Yeah. And and then you're going on the road. I, I don't know. I just think that's a, a tough one. And then you got the Lions, who I would have considered, but they're missing. Amon Ra, and Swift. And the thing is, like, those guys can be replaced, like DJ Chark or whatever. But when you're missing both of your actual explosive playmakers, that's not ideal. But I consider the Lions. And then the other one I'm actually warming up to, I had the Giants originally, we'll go into that. But I'm warming up to the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys' defense is, like, top three in the NFL. I think it's just a very good defense, top to bottom. And I think the uh, the football team is, is shit. I think Wentz is right. terrible. And... And I don't think Cooper Rush is that bad. I was going to say that. It's funny. Yeah. I'm
1: glad you said that. I don't think he's that bad. He's, he's what I thought Andy Dalton was going to be as a backup.
0: Right. And there's one other team that's in play, actually. So against the Giants on Monday night, the thing I observed was Dallas got pressure all the time. The Giants got pressure never. And I think Washington has a better pass rush than the Giants, especially because the Giants didn't have Leonard Williams. But I think Rush doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just has to hand it off and dump it off. I don't think he needs to make a lot of plays and Dallas's defense will shut down and turn over Wentz. So that's one. Another one's the Steelers against the jets. You know, you got Trubisky, but it's sort of Tomlin versus the jets in a must win for the Steelers. I kind of like the Steelers. And then you got the giants who I actually think uh, are well coached and the bears, I think are terrible, but no Leonard Williams, which is big. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the Montgomery's out and the much more explosive Khalil Herbert upgrade. Yeah, and and you have Pollard and Zeke ran roughshod over the Giants last week. So I'm a little nervous about that, them just getting run over, basically. But then a new one just emerges, the Vikings. I think the Vikings are in play because it's a London game, but the Saints are missing like half the team. Like Michael Thomas is out, Jameis is out. Not that that's necessarily, but it's Andy Dalton. I think they're missing some offensive linemen too. They're just really a mess, the Saints.
1: It also, with with Jameis out, It takes away the deep threat of Chris Olave, which is the thing that scared me the most, is that Jameis just throws it up there and says, yeah, Chris Olave is down there somewhere. This could be a big fantasy game for like the Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara types. So Andy Dalton, right, you said, and by the way, there's also something, too, that our our sweat will be over before we even get into football the day of football that Uh don't underestimate that factor, too.
0: Yeah, I hate having to watch that London game in real time though, with commercials and stuff. It's like I I just watch the all the games when they're you know on top of each other, so I can watch Red Zone and flip around, and then I watch the games on the edited, you know, the night games. But when there's these London games, and I'm like, shit, I gotta like sit through this. It's almost like playoff games. Like I can't when I watch the playoffs, I'm always like, oh man, how do people sit through like standalone games in real time? It's amazing when you don't do it anymore.
1: Well, let me tell you the answer to that. I mean, it's not legal yet in Portugal, but live betting. I mean, you you make the best of the commercials, right? It's uh, at some point when there's no delay, you're going to say you're going to be able to make live bets. To Is the next play going to be a pass or a run? Right now, you just you look at the live lines and you can maybe put another, you know, small bet of $5, $10 just to keep the action going. I mean, because you're right, you can't sit through these insufferable commercials.
0: Unbearable. I mean, and I, I actually and I was talking about this maybe with Ted Bell on his podcast. Like, I actually view the commercial jingles, the earworms that they do, and and all of like the the way that the phrasing and the tone of everything, and how it's like, hey, this is cool. Let's go get some Doritos mm-hmm. or some shit like that. I actually think that that information, you know, a virus is information you know, everything is basically information, right? I think this is toxic information that you should actually not expose yourself to. And I don't mean it just in like a funny way. I mean, like literally watching mainstream commercials is toxic to your soul. And I bet you, if you did like a, an experiment where you had like people, and this would be too cruel to actually do this experiment, watch commercials, say for an hour a day for 10 years and, and people who didn't, I bet you the people that didn't would live longer. Like, I think this is like a toxic, Thing And I, I feel like it, it's like eating seed oils, you know, watching a commercial. So it's going to pain me if we use it for that reason, but it's not going to stop me. You know, I'm a professional. We want to win this money. So we'll, we'll take it if we think it's the best pick, but, I, but really, I, like, I'm, I was ahead. gonna say
1: it's like the China study for uh, TV, you know, where they isolate one group of people and give them a specific diet. You didn't hear the no commercial diet yeah. and the other, the other, you know, group of uh, a diet of this, you know, you called uh, virus-like commercial and by the way the uh amazon whether when the more and more streaming commercials people aren't flipping away because it's not easy like to flip off a commercial when you're watching on a streaming service right it's not like tv where you could to say okay let me see what's on the cooking channel for a second or whatever you're you're stuck in the app when you're watching it on amazon
0: yeah it's a hellscape you know it's a dystopian <laughs> hellscape that our uh, tech overlords are ushering in in many different ways but here's the deal so i'm going to pull up the the contest lines here. Let's put these up. You see, like sort of what the current lines are. I mean, these aren't. Some of these aren't exactly the current line because they're released on Thursday. But I, I feel like for me, it's between the Cowboys, Vikings, and Giants. And, and unless there's something you 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 feel strongly, no about. no no no.
1: I, I, it was a call. I told you the other day when you picked the Giants, you may you see the problem is you're such a persuasive arguer that sometimes you might. I just have to like get used to like. Expressing my thought in a way, but I this is such a tough week in Survivor that you could almost be persuaded in any direction. You know, it's like you, you can make a case and for and against, but like you said, I was a little nervous about the Giants because, first of all, yeah, I, I worry about a little bit of Homerism here. Do I have to worry about that at all? With no, the, no, 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 okay, no, not, not for Survivor, no way. Okay, all right, Ma- good, maybe
0: cause... I thought maybe it was I like going too in on Barkley because of that. And what's the answer? The answer, no, is no, you no. were right, that, that's the, the only is no. Right. That's the
1: only reason that, you know, I was, I would, I I didn't even mean to doubt you like that, but yeah, I like what you said about the Cowboys only because I have been, and I've had this thought about Cooper rush, but and I'm glad you actually verbalized it is that I don't think he's like the 50th best quarterback. I think he might be like the Geno Smith level 32nd best quarterback in the league, 30th best to 35th best. And that's good enough to run this with the, with the weapons that the Cowboys have. So I like them. And like you said, elite defense you could convince me that their defense one two or three in the league yeah
0: well don't be persuaded by my arguments because arguments don't matter those are just justifications I, what I, and and they don't mean shit i mean i could i could have a good feeling because i'm on something and Then i'll make up some reason for it. they always say oh the stock market went down and people are like why well sentiment turned when this and this and this happened like no how the you don't fucking know that you have right. no idea if sentiment turned. you're just something happened and you're making up a reason right so i kind of like this team and I'm making up a reason, but don't ever fall for the reason. I want you to look inside your soul, Alan, and say, which team do I feel will win this game? Having watched lots of football in my life, having paid close attention all year in the last 10 years, what in my soul do I feel is is the team that is going to win on Sunday? I don't give a shit about arguments. Even if you're like, I don't, I can't explain it, but this is my team, I would would go for that. I, I don't care, explanation, you're right. People can persuade and I shouldn't even give her explanation. It's stupid. Who cares? No, the no, no,
1: It's that's no. The no I don't
0: even mean me, but I'm saying like people want an explanation, but in the end it doesn't really matter. Cause if I give you a good explanation and they lose, what's that explanation worth? It's worth right. nothing. And if I give you no explanation and they win, well, first of all, you shouldn't even be listening to us anyway. You should be doing exactly what I just told Alan to do. Look inside your soul and know the future in the present. Know exactly what's going to happen on Sunday in a complex system which is completely unmodelable in any sort of uh, rigor or detail by the human mind or any sort of permutations that we have available to us. And know what is going to happen and then bring it back till now and predict it and fucking just get it right. That's all you gotta do. I don't care about these you know autists who run the numbers and all this crap. They don't know shit, they don't know anything. They know what happened in the past, that's all they know. We got to find out what's going to happen in the future because it doesn't matter that you had the best of it. And the Broncos should have won if Hackett had done this and that. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. You lost. So, and
1: and as you said on the Sirius XM show last week or this past week, is that you're not really making the picks. You said the Lord is making the picks and they're just coming through you. I mean, that was, that
0: was a quote I had from 2001. When I was on a run, I said, it's not me making the picks. When you get in the zone, it's the Lord making the picks through you. Hey, it's the Lord handicapping. It's the Lord saying three and a half is too much. He says three and a half is too much in this case. It's not me. I'm just yeah. a vessel. It's the Tao. It's 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 the it's the flow of the universe coming through me. It's the chi. It's the what is the subatomic particle you know below a quark, whatever that is. That's it. That's just me. The, the thing is, you can't model this stuff out in a complex system. So you have two choices. You can very imperfectly model it and stick to your model. Works for some, but it's very hard to do it that way. Or You can just be part of a complex system yourself of which you are, of which your mind is, and try to align yourself with the uh, flow, the ebb and flow of the NFL. And the thing is, it's very hard to do that. Not because it's hard to do that. We all get in zones. We all can get in a zone. It's just very hard once you've been in a zone for a bit to be like, not be like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I know what's gonna happen. And then you start to fall for traps, like reasoning, arguments. Like you hear an argument, you get persuaded, or you think, oh, I know what I'm talking about. I'm smart, I'm gonna do this. And then you make a mistake. So it's very hard to stay in the zone. You know, that's why Reggie Miller, one of my worst memories when he was torching the Knicks, he said, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm in the zone. You know, don't talk to me. Don't tell me your reasoning. This is, I don't care about your reasoning. You know, so that's what I'm asking you to do, Alan. So who get in the zone for a moment. Just be in the zone. Let the Dow or the Lord or the whatever. And I'm only like a quarter joking here. I'm only 25% joking. Flow through. Who is going
1: to definitely win for us on Sunday? So before you had suggested the Giants, that, that that had made me a little uncomfortable in a sense, you know, survivor uncomfortable. Uh, but the, the two teams that I had, uh, I, I was looking at the Vikings. That was the team. So when you said that again, you, you dismissed it. So I'm not a, a team that you just dismissed right away. And when Dalvin Cook wasn't playing, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But the Vikings have everybody. And like you said, the Saints don't have anybody. They don't have their quarterback. They don't have, I mean, you know, the, I mean, obviously they have Alvin Kamara, D- Jarvis Landry's a little dinged up. Um, They have other problems at other positions as well. And, you know, like I said, this is a, not the greatest coach team. So I liked the Vikings, but it's such, it's also tight. And then the, the Cowboys thing is I, the only thing that scared me when I was looking at this. Uh, that Washington has, I, I like their skill talent. I like the wide receivers. I think they can, but it is Carson Wentz, and it did start to turn back into a pumpkin last week, right? So that was it was easy to see. So yeah, Vikings or Cowboys, but uh, it's so hard. Listen, this is why I brought you in. I need you to be the the consigliere here, or you know, you're the uh, Vikings. We're doing you're, Vikings. You're I already the hand, heard it in your
0: voice. Vikings, one hundred percent. You're the hand of the win.
1: king. The hand of the king, like in Game of Thrones. You're the, the king's hand.
0: I'm the king's hand. I'm supposed to be the king, dude. Oh, You're okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. just the
1: king's hand. Well, you know what you want because you never want to be the king. The king is the one that they come for his head. You just want oh, to be the king's see, hand. I'm right. just the
0: king's hand. I'm not. It's not. It's not me. It's Allen. Right. This up. I'm just the puppet. Alan, Alan just... won
1: the. If the Vikings
0: lose, I'll be like Alan, fucked this up. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings are the
1: one that I was feeling. That's the
0: one. King's twelve inch. I consider myself the king's twelve inch. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Point is we're taking the Vikings. It's correct. Yes. Um, and uh and you know what's funny is when I dismissed the Vikings initially, I didn't realize that game was in London. I thought it was in New Orleans. So I thought it was a road game. I thought it was a road game. So I said, no, forget it. And then I realized, oh wait, that's in London. Yeah. It's a neutral field. So London is is a bit of a a wild card though, like just because you know people are jet lagged. It's you don't want to have a survivor with a bunch of wild cards typically, like Mm. things that are unpredictable, not in the routine, but it is what it is. This is also the
1: week, uh, Chris, list that, you know, everyone's like, wait a second. They haven't fed their superstar wide receiver. It's been two down weeks. Like this is it feels like a let's get everyone right. There's been a lot of criticism that why isn't Justin Jefferson involved? You got to think that they're just going to go back to, you know, their bread and butter. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, little Adam Thielen, let Kirk Cousins do it. You know, it's like it just feels like a a, a smash spot. I, I don't I'm taking them against the spread as well. Yeah, wow. I'm using
0: them in the Super contest. That's part of yeah. the reason
1: why I warmed up. That
0: line in the Super Contest is only, I'm looking at this. Two and a half, two right? and, Yeah, but two it's half. three and a half now. And that number, obviously, that three is, a, you know, two and a half to three and a half is bigger than like it's like two points. Six. Yeah. yeah, it's bigger than that. It's like two and a half. It's really important. So uh, I'm taking them. Uh, I'll give a quick Super Contest preview. So I, hold on one second. I can yeah. change it. I can officially change it
1: in, right now? Viking, we're going Vikings. Okay. It is in the books right now. It is, let me just double check. Yes, it's Vikings. We got it in. Okay, good. I,
0: I really warmed up to the Broncos getting two and a half. A lot of people think, oh, the, you know, Vegas is 0-3. They have to win this game. They've got to do it. And I, I am sympathetic to that. Like, they're going to be focused. Like, they're not going to they, – they have to win. But I feel like there's a lot of Russell, Russell Wilson hate out there. And not just – they think he's like a kook because of all his weird – I mean, he's a weird guy. You know, when Manny <laughs> Ramirez, people didn't like us, he was a weird guy. He's into strange stuff. But I actually like that. I think you should be weird. It means you don't care what people think. It means you're just focused on what you're focused on. And he's like, yeah, I'm weird. Whatever. Who gives a shit? i, I just heard, I've just seen a lot of Russell Wilson hate. And I just, I, I, he, I think he's one of the yeah. greatest players, quarterbacks of all time. And I don't see the reason for it.
1: And sometimes when, uh, when there's a whole new ecosystem, as you called it, like a new quarterback, new coach, uh, the weapons, it's like, it takes a minute, right? I mean, Listen, everyone thought this is going to be one of the best. Everyone thought this division was going to be loaded. There was people that were predicting all four teams would make the playoffs. Obviously, that was nuts. Uh, but, yeah, and I'm with you that Denver is underpriced right now by the betting markets because – of that perception that everything's a mess. And you know, people were critiquing uh, Nathaniel Hackett for hiring uh, someone to stand on the sideline and help him with game decisions. I think that's a good thing. He recognized that he's not doing it right. Right. He He screwed it up. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, I need help. And the other thing is if people
0: are like, Oh, anyone who needs help's an idiot, maybe he is an idiot, but
1: um, he knows, he knows
0: right. You're less of, if you're like, I'm an idiot, I need help. You're less of an idiot than someone who's like, I'm a genius, but you're actually an idiot. Like that's right. It's like, it's like the most insane person. Isn't like, Hey, I'm losing my mind. They're just so fucking insane. They have no idea that they've lost that they've already lost their mind. And and look, if Hackett does make the right decision on fourth and five and they get it, they're probably three and O right now. I mean, it's like, so right. it's so preposterous. So give me, give me Denver plus two and a half. I can't use them in uh, survivor because they're underdogs, but Give me Denver plus two and a half is definitely one of them. I'm taking the Vikings minus two and a half, and then and then probably the Jaguars plus six and a half. I'm going to
1: take. Yeah, that one feel that one feels dangerous, but it's the right pick. You know, it's because like you can easily see this being like 34-10, where you could see the Jaguars winning, just because we really don't know. Like how good they are right now, the Jags. It's like I want them to be good. Everyone thinks they're going to be good, but you get to see it. Like, oh yeah, no, I was just a what couple. What if Lawrence
0: people. is the guy that he's supposed to be? I mean, I think two. it's more
1: like I think it's more likely that he is than isn't now, right?
0: Dude, it was eighty to one MVP before the season, and I was too much of a nutless monkey to put that down. It's like <laughs> if, if <laughs> Lawrence in year two is the guy, and the Jaguars win that division, which they easily could. They're in first place now. Yeah, like. I mean, and he throws, you know, 40 touchdowns and 4,700 yards. I mean, he could easily be MVP in year two. And that was dumb. 80 to one was way too much.
1: Yeah. The uh, only reason, the only reason that it's uh, you know, obviously it's a, there's a reason he's a long shot, but it's because, you know, you, you got the traditional guys, the Mahomes, the Josh Allen's in that division. And I mean, in yeah, that conference, it's great, it's
0: great it's- though. You know, Mahomes has no Tyree kill and that's, that's the other one. So, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go giants minus three. It's minus three here. The real line's two and a half, which I hate that, but it is what it is. I might go Giants. I'm not sure. The letter, if Leonard Williams were playing, I would go Giants. I just think he's such a key to stopping the run. The other ones, I initially, I like the, the Lions laying four, but like without those two guys, I'm a little sketch about that. The other yeah. one I kind of like is I kind of like Dallas minus three. I'll probably take that. And then the other one is the I kind of like the Bucks. Mahomes without Tyreek Hill and Kelsey's going to be 33 this week. Like it, Mahomes is a, a ridiculous talent, right? But like. I wrote about this in my last observations. Like Tyreek Hill is so good that he makes Tua look like Steve Young. You know, I mean, it's like you you get a guy like that in there, and it transforms the whole offense. You lose a guy like that,
1: I don't even, I don't know how good the Chiefs are offensively. Yeah, I mean, I still think that Travis Kelsey, like you, you've talked about this on so many different podcasts is that. The uh, all-time great tight ends seem to age better. Like Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez were playing at like 37 at a, like a tight end six level, right? So I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey, but what you said about Tyreek Hill there, right? He's he's one of the few wide receivers that raises the quarterback, right? It's it's There's very few of them. I can't even think of any other in the NFL. Cooper Cup, right? It was – he was always – you know, wide wide receiver seven, wide receiver 13. But now you get like a decent quarterback in there. And Matt Stafford last year was, you know, well, I guess Stafford was always an elite quarterback, but he raises the whole offense. Very few quarter, uh, wide receivers can raise the whole offense up.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's like a few in history and and I went over it. Like Donald McNabb had 16 touchdowns and 11 picks.
1: T.O. shows up.
0: He has 31 touchdowns, eight picks and like 8.4 YPA. Suddenly he's a he's not a running quarterback. He's a passer. You know Brady was you know getting his twenty four touchdowns and twelve picks, Moss shows up and he gets fifty touchdowns and eight picks, and then Gronk shows up and Brady's just never stopped. It it can take a good quarterback and make him great. It can make a great quarterback all the greatest of all time.
1: By the way, Trevor Lawrence plus three thousand on DraftKings right now. Do you still like that for MVP? That's a,
0: I think that's a fair price. I mean I I think it's not bad, but eighty to one is a lot better. I still have Saquon at thirty five to one to win the rushing title. He's second right now because Nick Chubb is uh is first but but
1: you got to think that nick chubb's rushing yards might come down a little not you know when deshaun watson comes back and they start passing a little more
0: yeah i mean if you're you might be starting to get excited by chubb (laughs) i think i'm big on chubb big on that guy (laughs) all right uh so that's it that's it for this you got anything else to add we're doing vikings
1: yeah just uh you know a couple players just you know if you're if you're thinking about starting them or on the margins, we did this last week with Garrett Wilson. I just thought that I'm very, uh, I'm shoving Craig Reynolds, the Detroit running back into my lineups. It's cause everyone, you know, I see Jamal Williams ranked as like RB eight in a lot of credible weekly rankings. I don't think Jamal Williams role changes that much. So if you're playing any DFS, I think that Craig Reynolds basically assumes the Deandre Swift role. Maybe he won't be as good with it, but I, I like Craig Reynolds. No one is really uh, talking about him as a, uh, as someone that you want to put in your lineup. So that's it. I mean, you know, we talked about. Is there anyone else that you just like this week that, because, you know, I, I don't know. Do you play? Are you allowed to play DFS over there? No, I would probably. DFS yeah. is
0: shit. You know, it's like a horrible thing because you got your season long leagues and your other stuff. And then DFS is just like you're rooting for players you don't even like. And yeah, it's, it's just, just, it's, it's, it's hell, just if it's you a have a
1: lean, if just if you have a lean on one yeah. week, it's nice you, to throw a silver bullet in there and it, whatever happens, happens. You know, it's nice to be, I would actually bet a lot of, if
0: I could bet a lot of those like preseason props or MVP, mm. total yardage leaders, I might do some, I like long shot bets. Like, you know, I would love, they're never going to do this, but like, what are the odds that Richie James leads the NFL in receiving yards in week four? Could you get a hundred to one on that? You know, could mm. you get a I don't think that's going to happen by the way. He is, he's, a said the guy I picked up in all my leagues was Kenny Galladay and I't <laughs> know but it's, it's like that's the reaction that's why nobody cares about him yeah but it's like they have David Sills and Richie James like that's not gonna do it everyone else is hurt and God is getting paid like 20 million dollars yeah. this year to do this and like Galladay, you know he was really good as a lion he was hurt the last couple of years now he's like they don't, he's in the doghouse. because they don't like his attitude he's been complaining but I mean, he's 28 still. Or 20, I mean, he's not like. He's I understand. Too. He's not Julio he, Jones. Like, people are like, oh, I'm going to drop Julio Jones. He'll suddenly stay healthy this year and he's 35. But, like, why can't Galladay just like be pressed into duty and, like, make a few plays and they'd be like, all right, he's back?
1: He, uh, he got his opportunity last week uh, and he dropped the third down pass. <laughs> it's like. He, tra-
0: they, he dropped the pass, but I mean, it, it's like
1: they can, just no, re- they can release him, you know, rep- although that's like worse for no, the No, no, yeah. No, no. You, but if, so, if he's
0: on the roster and they have nobody else. I don't oh. know, man. I, I just think like it, it's, it's a guy who's proven that he's done it before for a couple of seasons. Like, it's not yeah. like it's not like he doesn't know how to play receiver in the NFL. He's if he's healthy and young enough, like I, I think people just get so soured on a guy's contract that they're like, he's terrible. He wasn't worth the contract. You know, he was a good receiver in the NFL.
1: Right. Like him and Corey Davis are kind of had that, you know, that fake alpha profile They got the alpha contract on a second team and they just never lived up to it you know on the both the new york team oh, galladay was an alpha like Corey
0: davis never had the season that galladay did No, he had a true. good per play season galladay had like 1100 yards or whatever galladay was the guy the guy like the way that christian kirk could be the guy or something like that but but you know that's that's good enough good enough for fantasy
1: Hey, listen, I'm never going to say no, but, you know, hopefully the other Giants receivers are coming back. You have, you know, Tony and Wandel are coming back. So uh, it, you're right, though. Right now they're not back. They're not healthy. They they both of those Tony, are Tony, I, I love
0: Tony's talent, but I'm I, saying this, even though I have a couple shares, like... Is he even an NFL player? I mean, can he even stay healthy? I mean, the guy was hurt all last year. They, they were going to trade him. But, He's hurt again. It's like, dude, he can't even get on the field. In the preseason, he was hurt. It's like some of these guys are just not cut out to be in the NFL. And
1: You, you know who uh, Tony reminds me of as far as NFL career? It's like you can't get those few plays out of your mind is Will Fuller. Like when you when he was there, you were just like, oh, this guy's a, a league winning guy that you get in like the sixth round, and then he just never plays. So. Yeah. Fuller did it for longer, but yeah, he never stayed it's healthy. Similar type of thing where it's he did electric. say
0: he did say healthy that one year where he was roided up and then he got suspended <laughs> for it, but that was worth it. Cause he got 11 games. It, it goes to show. Let's go. I'm Vikings. glad
1: we had this conversation. Cause I was, I have to admit, I was a little uncomfortable with the giants, but you know, I was going to say if we got by, I was going to save, you know, my hammer for another week where I have a little bit stronger lean. You know, I wasn't going to make an argument when I didn't have a strong lean. I just, Was leaning towards the Vikings, and you got you got to
0: voice the misgivings because it's really it doesn't matter what your argument is. Fair enough. This is not right. I don't like it. You know, last year Dalton I faded the Cowboys. They were ten point favorites. We ended up on the Dolphins, who were four and a half because two wasn't playing, was Brissett, and
1: we won the Cowboys. You just if you have a bad thing, just just say I can't do it. I got if you don't want to rant on this, this is fine. But can you do thirty seconds if you if you have a lean on it at all? There's been a lot of pearl clutching this week on social media about people saying that Tua, he should not have been put back in the oh, game. Yeah. I, I'm just, can you, do you have any? Oh, to I totally, this? I was totally thinking of this, actually. It's so okay, funny that good. you just brought this up.
0: I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? they like, you got to fire Mike McDaniel or something. It's like, he was cleared to play. He passed the fucking already nanny state protocol. He said he was fine. Everybody checked out fine. And he got fucking body slammed, so he got hurt. I mean, he could have been. Do you think if somebody got body slammed who had no pre-existing injury, they would have just got up and walked off the field? And it's not like he's dead. When I kept reading that, I was like, wait, is, is he like dead? Is he out for the did he die overnight? I was like, what happened? And they're like, no, he's out indefinitely, which is exactly the same situation he'd be in if he were, you know, completely healthy and never got concussed the first time. It's just this pro-clutching bullshit. Like, dude, it's the NFL. It's dangerous, you know. And if anything, like, I don't even like this nanny state stuff. Like, I feel like okay, fine. Like maybe just don't let a player who's clearly woozy harm himself. Pull him out. But like, I don't know. I just think, what is you know? What let's say you're in the Super Bowl and you and you get you know dizzy or something, but then you recover in ten minutes. It's you, your whole life is for this game. But some some uh, bureaucrat's going to say, oh, I'm sorry. I know you feel fine. You passed the test, but you need to you need to get evaluated for a few hours. We can't do it. It's like, why is that for the best for the person? You know? I mean, the person has to make a call and. You know, playing football is dangerous. I think they can improve helmets to the extent they can, but to the extent they can't, you know, it's just sort of a known You're, risk. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into this at all. I don't even understand
1: it. It's the reason why they're paid handsomely. And again, I, I would, I, everyone has to make their own choice. Just like a boxer, just like an MMA fighter, you don't go in there thinking I'm probably not going to get hurt. You go in there thinking, hey, there's a chance I could get hurt. That's what was so crazy to me. I saw, I saw a video with a prominent uh, ex-football player saying that pearl clutching saying at least tens of thousands of kids changed their minds about playing football today based on what they saw. I was like, what? Meaning like that the, uh, you know, that they're not going to take care of you. It was really just like, it, w- it was making me think like, am I really watching this? Do people not know that there's risk going in? And I don't mean to sound crass, like you said, and don't just push a guy in when he's woozy, but it just was shocking to me that people were offended that they let to a play when I was like, you know eyes wide open. Every football player understands what they're going into. Yeah, I, I don't know why. And you know, that guy saying that,
0: I don't know who even who know who was. You know, but- I'll tell you it
1: was Russ Tucker. He said it on his uh podcast. He said that he thought that this turned a lot of people off from playing football, youth uh kids. Yeah, I, I just- think
0: people just say shit like that because they think other people will hear it and be like, Yeah, that's a compassionate guy. You know, like that's right. he's looking out for the player, he's looking out for the kids, he wants he cares. You know, so many people say things for how he, they think it'll play. How could you possibly think anyone's going to care about that? People get body slammed every <laughs> single day in the NFL. It's the <laughs> stupidest thing. Like, nobody nobody cares except a bunch of pro clutches on Twitter. Obviously, hopefully two is all right. But he would have been smashed up pretty bad no matter what. I mean, it's just – he just got body slammed, you know?
1: And from what I understand, and I know everyone – you always have to start a sentence like this. I'm not a doctor, but but from what I understand – And I could be totally wrong that a concussion is a binary thing like you have one or you don't. It's not like you're you have like a lingering concussion. So there was that there was that uh, argument that. I don't know. That's what I'm asking.
0: Well, I used to get in arguments with Stefania Bell because she would say whether or not a person loses consciousness is not an indicator of the severity of the concussion. She said there's no, it's not correlated. And I said, well, let's say you lose consciousness for, say, a month. Do you think that would be a more severe <laughs> concussion? <laughs> and she never had a good answer for that. She didn't like that. How about you lose consciousness for a decade? Is that a more right. severe concussion than right. the guy who just didn't lose consciousness at all? Right. Um, I mean, it's your brain getting swished around in your skull? It's not good. And multiple ones are not good. And if he had one the first time, which they said it was like a back neck injury. And this one, if it's a concussion, which he's in the protocol, then cumulative ones are worse. But if he recovered properly and passed the protocol for the first one, you play. And he and anybody who got body slammed in the head like that would have got a concussion anyway. So yeah. either you say, even if you clear the protocol, you can't play once you've had one for six weeks or make a stupid rule like that. Or you just say it's bad luck that he got two in close succession. But that play would have happened that play no matter would what cost anybody
1: no regardless. Matter. And yeah. he
0: wasn't like woozy, not knowing where he was. He was playing well, actually. Yeah. When and the,
1: the problem was the optics on both of those concussions were particularly bad, right? Just the optics. Like in the first one, he did the Trevor Burbick versus Tyson thing where he yeah. couldn't even stand up. Yeah. And then the second one where, you know, he had that crazy neurological reaction where his hands like went into it. He, You know, like sometimes when guys get knocked out in MMA, like they have the, the straight leg. Yeah. you know, like well, the like. Did go-
0: you see the movie "The uh, Brief History of Violence"? No. What is when Vigo Martin says, pops that guy's nose into his brain and the guy's oh. like crazy thing? <laughs> it's really, it's really, it's really disturbing. <laughs> but it's like you know, he had like one of those like where his you know this yes. is, like, he's having
1: brain damage and starting the to, optics. Like, yeah. The optics were terrible and it does make it worse. Like, you know, like I was watching it with my wife and she's like, wait a second, this doesn't look right. Like, is he a lot, you know, like it's, it's jarring to see stuff like that. And I agree. So you see that. And those are, that was a standalone game too. That, um, yeah. Yeah. So it does make it worse. It's just, I
0: understand. It's just these concerned trolls. I don't know. It's just, you know what's going on in the world? Do you have any idea what's going on right now? Do you have any idea what the fuck is going on? What your dollars are being used to do? And the system (laughs) is like on the brink of collapse and they're stealing and printing money and just absolutely stealing from you and insider trading stocks in Congress. And like, you're like bitching about like something like this. It's just, dude, like, I'm sorry, man.
1: It's It's a distraction. It's a distraction. I understand.
0: It's just preposterous. Oh, yeah.
1: all right. Well I have uh I'm I'm officiating high school basketball today, so I'm getting ready to get yelled at. So I want to cut this clip before we uh we stop all right. here. All right. In, so I'll send it to you in that folder.
0: All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks for doing it. All right, that.
1: be good. You got it. You got it.